0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Kiss My Crown podcast. I'm your host, Natasha Mundy. And of course, this episode, I just really want to start with a little bit of uh, gratitude, basically. I just want to start with some gratitude. So I just want to thank each and every one of you who have downloaded and listened to the podcast. Um, The downloads are just going out of control at the moment and it is just I don't know. It's amazing and it's so much more than, you know, (laughs) not that I bargained for because it's obviously what I wanted, but just to watch it grow from a really organic place has just been a really, really beautiful thing. So, to everybody who supports the podcast, who listens to the podcast religiously, look, I just, I thank every single one of you. Okay. So, that's how I wanted to start today's episode today. Um, You may notice that there is no. YouTube version of this this week um, because I had a bit of trouble getting the the podcast out this week and I guess finding the inspiration and what to talk about and everything. I think sometimes recording it for YouTube just adds in another element that just, you know, sometimes in this case was just taking away, like you sort of feel that pressure and if things aren't working with lighting or backgrounds and all that sort of stuff that it, it gets a little much. So I just thought, fuck it. (laughs) Basically, I'm not going to do it this week. So, um, you know, and whether or not I feel like the need to move away from doing the YouTube version, you know, it could be the case as well, because I just, I want this to flow and I want this to be inspired. Um, and if I put too much pressure on it, then I feel that it's not that. So I just really want to make sure that I'm being true to myself and to my brand and and in alignment with you guys as well. So that I'm giving you the best, um, that I can. So on this week's episode though, we're actually going to be talking about rewriting your stories uh, or rewriting your story. And we'll get into depth into that in a moment. I'll explain what I mean about that. And um, But before I do, I want to talk quickly about you know everything that's happening in the Queen Creations world, because that's how I start all the podcasts. So you can know what's going on in my life and know what's going on in the business. And um, You know, we just celebrated Valentine's Day on Monday today when I'm filming this or recording this is Wednesday and um, had the most beautiful date for Valentine's Day and, you know, had some really beautiful messages to put out there, you know, because I really like Valentine's Day. I think, you know, it obviously got very commercialized along the way and it was a way for businesses to make money and, and capitalize on You know, love, and you know, and I think most of us would be in agreement that we don't necessarily agree with that. But I do think that Valentine's Day. I wanted to take, like, I was on a bit of a mission to take back Valentine's Day because, you know, it, it should be about love, and it doesn't mean that you need to go spend money that you don't have, or you know, feel that sort of pressure or anything like that. But I do think it is about celebrating love, and I think one of the most important loves that you can celebrate is the love with yourself um, you know, and, and finding any sort of, you know, reason to show some sort of self love. And even if that's taking yourself in on a date, so be it. But then, you know, following on from that, definitely celebrating the love with partners and our friends and our children and our parents and, you know, just, just those who support us in life, like, and just sort of spreading that love, you know what I mean? And, and just using it as a really, really great excuse to, you know, not an excuse, a reminder, you know, like, and so for me and hubby, we went out on a lovely date and, you know, and it was just the two of us and it was, it was just lovely. And we did something that we wouldn't normally do. And and we got dressed up for one another and, you know, had a conversation and, or two or three, you know, had conversations and just enjoyed each other's company. And I think that's just, it was really important. And, you know, and it was a good reminder too, that I probably need to take more time out of my schedule to do things like that. Um, and prioritizing that relationship, of course. Now the queen creations, wow, wow, there's so much going on and I'm really excited. So I'm really excited to talk to you about the kiss my crown masterclass. Now the kiss my uh, crown masterclass is something that'll be coming out shortly is an online masterclass. It's an online course. And I'm so excited because it's my first course that I'm launching and, you know, within this, it is, you know, sort of a three module course. It's a masterclass, so it's not designed to be too long or too, you know, like it's, it's sort of where it's meant to be. And, and so it's a course, it's three modules. So the first module is it's all about sort of getting in touch with yourself, that self-love and um, aligning your personal brand to, to the person that you envision that you want to be and working out who that is, I guess, is the really foundation, that base step there. Um, from there, we, we discover as well what it is that you bring to the table. So, you know, learning about yourself, what it is that you bring the table, um, you know, every day and, you know, and knowing your worth, and learning about that and appreciating what your worth is and actually seeing what that is. And then from there, our final module is what we call Charge Accordingly. And Charge Accordingly isn't necessarily just about financial sort of gains and rewards is also about, you know, like how you spend your time, how you invest your time, the return on investment that you get with that time and energy. So who you spend it with, what you spend it doing, all that sort of stuff. So it runs in obviously a lot deeper than than just that. And it's just um, this course has been designed as a foundation for you to build the life of your wildest dreams upon. So in the Kiss My Crown Masterclass as well, you will get the course, um, obviously, and you don't just get the course, you actually get lifetime access to this course for as long as it's available. And what that means is anytime that I upgrade or update the course and add more to it and it grows and evolve, you'll actually get those updates with it. So you'll just continuously be getting that sort of content as it as it evolves, as all things do. You know, if you keep things out there and, you know, you want to update them and and you know, as time goes on and put in more things and that's, that's what that's going to have. So that's really cool because you get lifetime access to that. Um, you get a workbook that goes along with the course and the workbook has a space to do the sort of activities that we go through in the course as well. And the workbook is also filled with so much information. So it's sort of like, if you're not online, you can download the, um, download the workbook. You can print it if you want it, whatever you want to do, uh, write all over it, do all that fun stuff. But then you have like that permanent resource like at your hands and your fingertips at all times, which is fantastic. There will be an exclusive a Facebook group for anybody who purchases the Kiss My Crown Masterclass. And, you know, this Facebook group is to be a supportive group. So I'll be offering coaching within that course and and tidbits and and giving, you know, sort of any sort of advice or anything like that. But it's also about a community so that you're in there with other like-minded people who have also gone through the course. And, you know, so you can share your stories and you'll celebrate your successes with and just have that sort of queendom, that queenhood, as I like to call it, that, that you know that community around you of other like-minded people to help build you each other up as well. And there will be some bonus modules as well and one of them is a affirmations meditation so it's you know taking you through some affirmations just so you can feel totally badass and just really get in alignment with that version of yourself and also a meditation um that is about your higher self and envisioning your your higher self meditation as well. So this will be all included on the course. Uh I have a waitlist, a VIP waitlist for this course, and that is open right now. So if you head to kissmycrown.com forward slash sign up, you can join the VIP waitlist. And if you join the VIP waitlist, you are going to get some additional bonuses if you decide to you know join up from the waitlist. Um, you will be the first to know when enrollment's actually open and that date, and you will have first access to be able to enroll as well because places are actually really limited. So, um, you know, for this first launch of this course, there is only a limited amount of places. So, uh, anyone on that sign up list, they get first access, and then from there, it'll open up to the general public as well. So, Lots of bonuses, lots of goodies. One of those bonuses as well, it, it is going to include a live group coaching call, um, you know, and, and, and a bit of a and A as well. So, you know, you'll have some live access to me as well, which is, you know, that sort of more group or one-on-one coaching that is available, which is really cool. And it's, you know, something I'm only offering while we do this, this launch. So it's really exciting. So get on there, get on there, um, I'll say it again. Kiss my crown, masterclass.com forward slash sign up. Get on the wait list, get on the wait list, get on the VIP wait list and get the goodies. Bring it home because together, you know, and the whole idea behind this is about inspiring women, empowering women, because, you know, more power in the hands of women who also want to change the world and just want the best life that they can live, you know, it will literally change the world. And that's what I'm here to do. One step at a time. One woman at a time. Yeah. Alright. So let's get stuck into the topic today. So, like I've said, this is about rewriting your own story. And this is a concept that's kind of really new to me actually, and something that I've found um through someone else. So this is through Amanda Francis. If you're not following her, follow her because she is freaking amazing. Um and she's an American and very much mindset, money mindset based. And yeah, I just I read her book recently, which is called Rich as Fuck. And you know, it's available on I don't know. I listened to it on audio, uh, Audible for me. It's Amazon everywhere. She's self published. It's amazing. And it's just, um, you know, like you know, obviously. You know, I'm not shy about sharing where my resources and stuff come from because, you know, like I think together, you know, these people, you know, are thought leaders. I'm a thought leader, you know, like, and, you know, we're here to inspire. And, you know, like, obviously for a really long time, I'd, you know, follow people like Denise Duffield Thomas and Catherine Sankina. And, um, you know, now it's just sort of changing a little bit. And I found Cara Orwell and I've found Amanda Francis. So, um, yeah, if you're not following it, go check her out, you know, and I don't know, it it was just, this book was really eye-opening to me. And one of the things that, you know, like, you know, sometimes it's the same concept, but people just explain it differently in a way that resonates with you differently. That's a lot of what, you know, happens when you, when you're discovering new sort of people and, and stuff like that. So, this is why today I wanted to talk about rewriting a story because this concept was sort of posed to me um, through reading these and, and, you know, any online information I've ingested and stuff like that as well. So what do I mean by rewriting your story? So I think what we realize and, you know, if anybody's playing at home and you're, you're catching up, you know that I'm currently writing my first book. And and I'm going over this in in my first book, but to briefly touch on it here is that, you know, we are brought up, and especially as women, you know, I mean, it goes for men too, but I'm not a man, so I don't know. But especially for women, we are brought up with these stories about who it is that we're meant to be, how we're meant to look, dress, act, you know, be a mother, career, you know, like there's just all this sort of stuff that we grow up with. And, you know, and for everyone, you know, and there's this sort of societal conditioning that happens as well, you know, about how we should be, you know, about, you know, you should go go to work, pay your taxes, you know, vote, don't really question much else and, you know, buy a house, get married, have children, add to the population and, you know, work until you can afford to retire you know, retire and, you know, whatever. Like, it's just – it's such a plain Jane boring story. And, you know, like it's just this run-of-the-mill stuff and we really get bored up. And, you know, like I said, you know, women in particular, you know, like I know for me personally, you know, it was drilled into me from a really young age and from everybody that I should grow up, get in a relationship, get married, have children, build you know have a home and you know like and and I was the last of that era like who saw like my parents you know like my mum work from home that I uh, not work from home like be in the home rather than work um you know so I still had that sort of idea in my mind that that was sort of what I was meant to be and um you know then on top of you know look at how I sort of grew up with like um media and stuff like that you know like women were supposed to you know, look a certain way and act a certain way and have a certain job. And, you know, if you were too assertive, you were called bossy and, you know, like all these, these different sort of, you know, I mean, you know, if you had too many boyfriends, you were a slut. If you didn't have any boyfriends, you were a prude. Like, you know, there just seemed to be this thing. And, you know, and definitely, you know, being an eighties baby, like diet culture was like a huge fucking thing as well about how women should look um, you know, you know, I grew up, you know, reading things like Cosmopolitan and Dolly magazine. And I remember across those, it was, um, Kate Moss saying things like nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. (laughs) That's what I grew up with. That, that is literally what I grew up with. And, um, you know, there was every, every sort of exercise fad, every sort of diet fad, and, you know, I grew up watching Baywatch, so, you know, like, that was normal. Um, yeah, like, it was just really a time where women almost didn't have a voice, and we were just, I don't know, like, we were just being who we were told we we should be, you know, like, and and we didn't really question it too much, and you know, like, and on TV, like, there wasn't that represent- uh, much representation of, like, a strong female lead that, you know, maybe, you know, I don't know, like, that, that sort of strong female lead. Like, you know, we always had, like, these, if you had, like, a female lead and she was, like, very strong, she was probably pretty slutty, you know, like, or, you know, different sort of weird shit. Just, I don't know. It was just, obviously, storylines written by men. <laughs> to be honest and women characters written by men and what they they deem to be femme fatales or sexy or or things like that so I was really you know brought out with, with everything sort of being dictated you know to me about how I should be you know get married and have kids you know can't have a career and be a mom you know th- these are stories and this is what I'm talking about so all this stuff, all this stuff is stories that we're told and that we're led to believe. And this also comes down to money stories as well. You know, um, my my parents are, you know, the products of, you know, people who grew up in like the depression or the recession, you know, and and lived off Russians during wars and, and th- things like that. Not my parents, my grandparents I'm talking about here. Um, you know, and then so obviously when children are brought up like that, then they – continue on that cycle even though they're not in a depression or a recession and rations no longer exist and you know like and it's sort of taken to the extreme of like there's never enough and it's gonna be taken away and, and money's really hard to come by and you have to work really hard and you know money doesn't grow on trees and you know these sort of things. These are stories, right? Stories and conditioning. And um, you know, and along the way that, you know, these stories and somewhere along the way you start feeling like you're not worthy or you're not good enough and you start believing that and that story becomes your story for whatever reason. Um, you know, it can be, you know, for me, for example, you know, my first partner that I had, it was, was abusive and he started off with emotionally abusing me by putting me down and making me feel worthless. And like, I wasn't worthy of love or I wasn't good enough or, you know, whatever, it was. And, you know, and he found me in a really time when I was really vulnerable in my life, when I was going through, you know, my parents were separating and, and, you know, like it was just, and this is my first sort of long-term partner and we lived together and it was just a fucking nightmare, to be honest. It was toxic. It was a fucking nightmare. And, you know, and he told me this story about me for so long because he used it to control me. Um, And, you know, But yet, you know, I allowed those stories to become my stories as well. And, you know, that reflected in what I started to believe, you know, and even after breaking up with that partner, you know, three years down the track, each and every partner sort of after that, like they might have been somewhat better, but you know, at the time I thought that was like the best that I could do because that's the story that I had built in my mind. That's the, you know, the things that had gone on around like previous partners and stuff had built that evidence to support that story. Um, So it was just, you know, something that I replayed for a really long time, Um, pretty much up until, you know, now with my husband, you know, like not that's not repeated with my husband. My husband's actually pretty fantastic and he's not anything like that, but it took me a long time to shed those stories, to believe that I was worthy and that I was enough and that I deserved to be loved. And, you know, when I did that, then along came my husband now. And, you know, the rest for that is history. But really what I'm talking about here are those stories. All right. These are life-based stories and sometimes they're generational stories as well, or more so, should I say, generational curses. And there's a story that goes around. It's a really good example. I'm going to share that with you today. And there's a story. This husband goes, this wife is cooking a roast and she always cuts the end of the roast before she cooks it. Um, and the husband goes to her, why do you do that? And she goes, because goes, I don't know, actually. Um, it's because my mom always did it. So that's what I was brought up to do. So my mum did it. So I do it. And so they went and asked the mum, they're like, Oh, mum, like, why do we just cut the end off the roast before we cook it? She's like, Oh, I don't know. My mum always that's how my mum did it. So that's how I do it. And then then they asked the grandmother and they're like, Why do we cut the end of the roast? She's like, Well, because back in my day, the ovens were smaller and the roast didn't fit in the oven, so we used to trim the ends off to make the roast fit. So I don't know if you see what I'm saying there is that sometimes we carry on these stories because, you know, without actually knowing the root of these stories either, um, you know, which is really what that that story represents, you know, like the daughter and the mother are just carrying on this tradition because grandma did it. But grandma actually had a practical reason for doing it. Um, you know, the mother and the daughter were just doing it for the sake of doing it because that's what they've always known without questioning it. And I think that's a big thing here, and this is where we're gonna go on to now, is starting to question those stories. Cause do you know what? When people tell you stories or how, you know, societal conditioning and all that sort of stuff, when they're telling you the stories is because they have something to gain out of these stories. Um, and you know, like, especially, you know, societal stories. And when you talk about like, oh, you know, women, you, you can you can be a mom or you can have a career, you can't have both. You know, um, you know, who actually said that and why did they say that? This is where you need to get really, really curious about the things in your life. You know, like who said that? Why did they say it and what did they have to gain out of saying it? Because let's be honest, whoever said it, you know, what they had from gaining from it? is holding you back from actually being able to achieve whatever it is that you wanted to achieve. So more than likely it was said initially because people didn't want you to be a mum and have a career because how dare you be successful and have both. Um, You know, and this is the same thing, you know, like, oh, you've got to, you know, like the school system, for example, like it is a classic example. The school system is there to groom children into employment when they're older. So, they go work a nine to five for somebody else. They pay their taxes. They get married. They buy a house. They have children and all that bullshit, right? And I'm not saying that that is all bullshit because obviously, you know, I want nothing more than to have my own, you know, I'm building a house. I want nothing more to have my house. I love my family and I love that I'm married. Like, you know, I'm, I don't mean it in that per se, but I'm just saying that we get told that that's the only way that it's meant to be. And there's a reason for that because, you know, we don't... <laughs> you know, what happens when we start encouraging thought leaders? Um, What happens when money goes into the hands of the right people instead of the elite 1%? Um, Could you imagine if we started getting more money in the hands of women? You know, what would they do with it? You know, what would you do with it? If there was more money in your hands, you know, what would you do with it? Because, you know, if you were sitting there and all of a sudden you were a millionaire, I bet you start looking after the people around you a whole lot more because that's 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 how we are as women. You know, we want to change the world and we, we want to nurture and we want to, and I'm not saying that's necessarily ne- not necessarily the same for men as well, because, you know, hand uh, money in the hands of really good men is a really good thing as well. But we are conditioned by society not to have that. We're, we're condition that we should just settle for for what we get and that should be enough. So, I mean, I'm only just getting started here and this is already going, but in reading this stuff, what I realized is that, you know, these are nothing more than stories that we've conditioned ourselves to believe. Um, you know, we've been conditioned to believe them, we've been groomed to believe them, but they're just stories. Like they are honestly... Stories, their rules made up by other people, you know, who have a limited mindset, you know, like who just play it safe, who don't want people to think outside of the box because they, you know, there's like a thing, you know, especially in Australia, I don't know about everyone else, but we have a thing called tool poppy syndrome. And that's where when we feel like somebody is getting too big for their boots, and I use those terms of that to quote very loosely, but you know, when we feel people getting too much success, we like to try and tear them down. And when when in reality is we shouldn't be tearing them down, we should be looking at them for inspiration and building ourselves up because just because they shine bright doesn't mean that you can't shine bright as well. It doesn't dim your light at all. Um, and that's a big thing that we definitely need to learn. So the thing that blew my mind when I was reading through Rich as Fuck is that I get to decide my own stories. Like I can actually rewrite my stories, my story. I get to rewrite it and be in charge. And it can be, um, I don't know, it can be totally crazy. It can seem like really insane. It can, you know, be all on out there, but they're no more crazy and insane than the rules um, and the stories that I've been living by this far. You know, like in so you know, and what do I mean by that? You know, like, so, you know, who says that you can't be happy doing what you love? you know, like with work, who says that you have to be, you know, like it's sort of a narrative that's made up that you kind of go to work and you're miserable and you hate your job and, you know, you get the bum end of the deal all the time and you work for minimum wage and all this sort of stuff. Like that's a story, that's a narrative. And you know what, if you believe it to be true, then you're absolutely going to attract that in your life and that's that's where you're going to settle. Um, but, you know, the funniest thing is that you, you actually get to decide if you don't want that to be your reality. So, you know, something I've been doing is starting to challenge that, you know, like – and with different things. And whether that is to do with money, if that's to do with business, is that to do with opportunities, if that's to do with my day career, you know – challenging that, you know, and I now determine what my story is going to be. And I'll give you some examples. So, for me, one of my my new narratives that I'm working towards is money. I have more money than I know what to do with. And, And by that, you know, like money is always in overflow to me. Money comes to me easily and effortlessly and it gets to be fun. Anything that I do, gets to be fun. I get to have fun whether I'm at work. I get to have fun whether I'm doing my own business. I get to have fun. It just, life gets to be fun. It doesn't have to be stressful and it doesn't have to be, you know, hard or or stuff like that. No, I, that's not what I'm choosing anymore. I choose for life to be fun. I choose for money to be effortless like come to me effortlessly and easily. I get to choose that people want to work with me and they want to pay me lots of money to do so. Um, you know, and, and this, and so what I've actually done is I've actually started for me, I've started to write it up and I've called it the queen manifesto because of course, you know, of course I'm going to have something that's queen related. Um, It's what I do, right? (laughs) It's what I do. And so I've called it the Queen Manifesto and I'm starting to write it up now. Like, you know, like I get to choose, you know, okay, like my relationships, you know, I get – I my minimum is I get to be loved. I get to be respected. I am appreciated. I am surrounded by people who want to put in effort with me. Um, You know, like I have a badass tribe of, you know, female friends who just are there to build each other up who support one another, who make time for one another, who prioritises friendship. You know, like, so these are the stories that I'm now telling myself. Like I am, you know, and these are a bit like, I guess, like affirmations, you know, when, you, when you're telling yourself that. Um, but you do get to decide, like, it's like not buying into the stories that you're told, but rather creating your own and being empowered to do so. Now, it sounds easy but it's not that easy, right? So, you know, like I said, I'm starting to to work through this, you know, and, you know, believing that money will always come to me whenever whenever I need it, that there is a state of overflow and stuff like that, when that's not quite my reality right at this moment, but working towards that and believing that to be so, that's where the hard work comes in, And it doesn't have to be hard work because it can still be fun work. It's the inner work. That I'm going to replace that word. Sorry, I take back hard work. This is where the inner work comes from. Because you have spent a lifetime being conditioned to, you know, think and act and look a certain way. You've spent a lifetime being taught that this is how it's meant to be. So you've had a lifetime of these lessons. So now you need to deload and you need to unload. Learn these lessons, and then you need to rewire and relearn your new lessons and your new truth. And that stuff, that shit, it's is the inner work, and and you need to. It needs to be something that you do work at. It, it just because you have limiting beliefs. I have limiting beliefs, absolutely. And you know we are, you know, rewiring our brains, and especially especially in the moment when it's not yet your truth what you're trying to tell yourself as well in getting through that because that that stuff is where it gets where you need to do that work and you need to navigate that because that's and that's exactly right where I am at the moment. So I've sort of rewritten what I want my truths to be and how I want my life to be. You know, life gets my business gets to be easy. You know, getting clients for me is easy, working with clients is easy and it's fun and I get to make a difference and I get to make an impact and I get to make a change and I get to inspire and I have thousands upon thousands of YouTube followers and Instagram followers and my podcast is getting thousands, thousands of downloads. That's a reality that I choose. Um, and that is now my new minimum. But now, now that I've chosen that to be my new minimum, I now need my reality to catch up to where my mind is. And of course, when your reality is, you know, because your reality needs a moment to shift as well. It doesn't just go boom overnight. Okay, there's your, yep, yep. This is your new life now. Like it doesn't work like that. It's got to catch up basically. But sometimes when we're in that zone of catching up and when our reality is catching up, we get impatient, Right we get impatient and we, we want it to be here now. And, you know, and then things happen and, you know, then you get worried and then you, you go back into that old way of thinking. And, you know, and I'll use an example for me at the moment. So definitely mine is, you know, without a doubt with my new reality is that, you know, when I don't see the numbers on Instagram or YouTube or, you know, in the case, you know, money is a big one for me. Money is a huge trigger for me. And at the moment I've just hit this point of a huge level up where I'm at a different level of my life than what I was six months ago. And now my spending is a lot different and it's much more intentional and I'm investing in things. But sometimes when you're investing in things, you're releasing big chunks of money that feel quite uncomfortable. And then it takes you back to this, um, sort of mindset of scarcity and lack because you know you know like for us like we're investing in all brand new furniture for our home right and and this is something previously we would never have been able to afford to get and and here we are you know paying this off while we we're building our home and we're seeing this this sort of money go out and it's a new level of money. It's the same with my son's education, you know, like we went from paying like $300, you know, to now thousands of dollars <laughs> per year and seeing that money go out. But then, you know, realizing that there's plenty more where that came from. Um, and this is, like I said, this is a big thing for me because, you know, my reality is not I'm not quite, my reality is not quite at the point of overflow yet. And, but, you know, but mindset wise, I'm like overflow, 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 that, that is where I am. That is where my minimum is. But by not addressing and working through these limiting beliefs as well is then it puts me out of sort of alignment, you know, like, and it's having that trust that it's going to happen it is happening. It's on its way. Um, And that's a huge thing. And I've uh, spoken about that before, about surrendering and, you know, in the final, you know, in the 12th hour and all that 11th hour, like, and it just, you know, it comes, but it does take a little bit of time, like, and you need to be easy on yourself with that one there. So, what sort of tools can you do to work through these sort of limiting beliefs? So, you know, working through these limiting beliefs is, you know, for me, I need to t- either talk them out or I need to journal them out. And I need to see where these thoughts are coming from and and really dive into them. So, sometimes I do a lot of free writing or sometimes I do a lot of sort of free talking. So, so this is either, and I kid you not, I do in the car, I will literally pep talk stuff out. Like, I'll just start talking to myself out loud in the car and I will follow that tangent on and on and on and on because you know, I can allow myself that freedom to do that. And it's the same with writing. I can allow myself the freedom and the space to really get these feelings out and why I feel that way. And then I need to stop. I need to pattern interrupt as well and start to really realize exactly how far it is that I've come from where I used to be and what my reality used to be because I can promise and that's with any of you like if you're listening to any of this sort of self-development stuff I know you've done some of the self-development work so I know that the person that you are today is not the same person that you were six months ago and is not the same person that you were 10 years ago or five years ago or three years ago or anything like that because you know just naturally we low, um, we learn and we grow anyway so then I start looking at like you know like say for money for instance I'm like okay like wow, I'm feeling like really lack right now, and I feel really scarcity, and I feel like we don't have enough money, and and where's it all going? And, and I'm kind of freaking out by just having a look at it. I'm Okay, like, okay, stop. Let's have a look at things. Okay, you're currently paying X amount for your private school fees for your child. Your you can, um, is, you know, you're affording to be able to, you know, put X amount of money away for brand new furniture, really good quality furniture. You're putting X amount away into savings. You're putting X amount aside for investments. You are putting X aside, like you're investing this amount in, you know, and maybe you, you know, for me, I know I'm investing some money into myself at the moment, whether that is through investing in jewelry pieces or investing in personal branding or investing in coaching, you know, this is where all that money's going. And six months ago, I couldn't afford to do that. Or 12 months ago, probably more so 12, two years ago, I couldn't afford to do that. Um, You know, like, so there is a big difference. Okay. Then you start realizing, okay, no, I'm actually putting this money away into savings. I'm actually doing this, you know, investing this money here and so forth and so on. And I start building evidence to actually, you know, because, you know, that, that feeling of lack and scarcity that comes from ego because your ego wants to keep you safe. And they're like, Oh my God, like you're at this new level right now. And, and I'm not comfortable, you know, ego is going, I'm not comfortable being there. So, you know, I need to bring you back down. You know, I I need you to bring you back to where you're safe. And that's the level that you were before. So I'm going to make you freak out and, and think that there's not enough because, you know, I, I need you to be safe. So, this is then doing some of this, and this is what I talk about, that inner work. So like I said, I talk it out. I journal it out so that I can get these feelings and I get to this point. I, I gather data um, and evidence to show me otherwise. And then another way that I also, you know, get, you know, gather evidence otherwise is I look to other people who have achieved what it is that I want to achieve because you know, I've said, I'm like, "Well, hang on. No, it is possible for me to do this. It is possible for me to live like this and it's possible it is possible for me to have this sort of income because you know, here we are again, the law of divine oneness is what is possible for me is possible for you. And what is possible for you is possible for me. So if I can see it being achieved by other people, it means that it's actually also available and possible for me too. And that starts to work on my mindset, you know, like in working through that. Um, So the biggest tip that I can take in this sort of thing, when you are feeling those moments of lack or scarcity or you know, going back to your old stories because you feel like your stories that you're telling yourself are outrageous, interrupt yourself right in that moment. Stop that thought. And this is where we talk about not being like too unconscious with our thoughts either, you know, like where we're just like, oh, you know, when, you know, being an autopilot, like we know we need to get out of autopilot. And when we feel these feelings and these thoughts coming up, we need to deal with them. All right. We need to feel them we need to see where they're coming from, we need to analyze them, and then we need to release them. And we need to do that from a pa- place of forgiveness as well. Because, you know, there's a version of yourself, you know, that you know, like I said, like ego's there just trying to protect you, you know, or, you know, and whether you need to look after your inner child or do shadow work or any of that sort of stuff. You know, it really comes from this place of, you know, I mean, for starters, doing that work, but you've got to lean into the feelings. Because, I absolutely refuse to believe in toxic positivity. And I call it like here in Australia, we have emus and emus, or, you know, like, and I think over, you know, ostriches, when the going gets tough, they just bury their heads in the sand and they don't want to face anything. And it's just like we cannot do that. Um, you know, even if it's uncomfortable, we need to lean into it. We need to explore the feeling. And then we need to do the work to get past that feeling. So, you know, and this is a great thing, you know, and this is something that I learned from Catherine's and Keener as well is about, you know, when you're having those limiting beliefs and you're having those thoughts and that negativity and stuff like that is that we need that energy to go somewhere afterwards as well. So, and different thing, you know, like move your body, literally move your body. Sometimes I scream in the car, like, ah, like in the car because I just need to get that energy out, I need it to transmute and I need it to to move on because otherwise it just becomes stuck energy in myself. And it's the same with like opening up windows in your house. And I know that might sound crazy, but letting fresh air come in and then it just can blow any sort of negativity out as well. It's just about keeping moving. So maybe you need to dance. Maybe you need to shake it out. I know Catherine does rage dancing where she beats the crap out of a cushion, you know, and I sit there and I scream in the car and I definitely do a lot of shake dancing and dancing and just moving and shaking my body to get it out because it is, it's about interrupting that thought and just getting rid of it. It's about dealing with it and then letting it move on. But you also have to come from a place of forgiveness for that as well, because, you know, you... (laughs) When I first got introduced to The Secret, which was, I don't know when that was to be honest, that was a long time ago, Um, it was before 2011, it would have been maybe 2007, 2008, and and I read the secret and where I was in my mind space I was not ready for the secret and the secret actually scared me that I became so paranoid about my thoughts and that I couldn't shift my negative thoughts so it actually just really freaked me out and it did me no justice <laughs> so um you know this is you know and this is where that sort of comes from is that you do need to be ready for doing that but this is about thinking about those thoughts like okay when we have those thoughts you know, like the secret doesn't give you the tools of what to do when you get those thoughts and that that was a big thing. I needed the tools to do that and, and I needed to be able to be connected with myself and, and work through this stuff and whether it's through journaling, whether it's through talking to somebody, whether it is talking to myself or screaming in the car or whatever it may be um, and lots and lots of fucking meditation, let me tell you, is um, – you know, and affirmations, there's another huge tool as well that I can tell you about, affirmations. And there's so many things on Spotify that you can do all these different sort of affirmations to get you into that mindset that you need to be into. But, you know, if you're not ready and you don't have the tools, then it can be really, really overwhelming. So, and I guess that's what I wanted to talk about today is just sort of, you know, getting those tools um, in what I've used to work through this because, you know, like you know, I've had to come through, you know, like I'm going through it right now with you, right? You're going through it, I'm going through it, I totally get it. Like I I'm there and I'm in the thick of it right now. And and I'm working through it. And so for me, you know, to sum it all up, I'm choosing my own stories. You know, you could write out what you want your stories to be. That's what I've done. So just to recap, that's what I'm doing. is my queen manifesto. I've written a queen manifesto, which is just you know statements of how I want my life to be. Like I get to travel the world. Um, I have the freedom to travel the world and the finances to travel the world, and money comes to me easily and all this sort of, all this sort of stuff. If you want me to share my manifesto, I can. Just ask me, um, and I'll put it out there. But you know, so I have my manifesto of my new my new rules, my new, my stories, my rules of what I'm setting for myself. And, you know, then from there, I'm working through those limiting beliefs because, you know, I can say that this is what I want my life to be like, but when my life doesn't reflect that right in that moment, it can be hard to, to let go and believe. So learning to let go and surrender to the universe. So, you know, my queen manifesto is a declaration to the universe of what are my, you know, energetic minimums now. Like, this is what I want my life to be like. This is, this is it. And this is what I'm asking the universe for. Um. You know, then working through when those feelings come up. So, and this always have these feelings always come up. Like, and here's a one red hot tip. When you go through a level up, which you will always do, you will level up you'll get to one level and you'll be really, really comfortable there. And then it's time to level up and then it'll be really uncomfortable. And then you'll get used to it. And then you'll level up and you'll keep, it's quantum leaping, you know, like as your life is changing and getting you to the goals of where you want to be, this is that level up and you need to, this is where those limiting beliefs come in. They don't go away. You know, you can work on them once, you know, like I did, you know, I, I initially did my work on them, and, you know, and I'm like, oh, yeah, cool, great. I, I've really done the work on it, and I'm really feeling good and I'm really feeling in alignment. And then all these great stuff started happening, you know, so get, getting pay rises, you know, doubling my income and all this sort of stuff, building a house and, and all this sort of really cool shit happened. Um, but now I'm at the point of like, oh, shit, because I'm at a new level now and I, I'm at this new level. And so now, you know, it's using those tools to do that feeling into those feelings talking them out you know have a mentor have a coach journal them out whatever it is that you need to do you need to be curious and you need to analyze them and you need to stop yourself in the moment when you're having those negative thoughts like I cannot um, explain that enough that you need to do that because if you let those thoughts run wild then you will just go back to your old way of thinking um So as you're doing through, you know, working through that stuff as well, always check back in with your manifesto, all right, or check in, you know, with your news stories. Remind yourself of what your news stories are and just use those tools to back it up, the journaling, the affirmation, meditating, pep talking, whatever it is that you need to do, do it and do it constantly and do that work until your manifesto becomes your reality, And you need to hold on to that. And you need to hold on to your core with faith that that is absolutely going to happen for you because it will happen for you, but you just can't quit. All right. And we can't quit and we can't go back to that old way of thinking. Oh my God, I can actually keep talking on this, but you know, and I was like thinking the other day, I'm like, oh, you know, I should sort of keep my podcast down around like the 20 minute mark. And here we are at uh, 46. Oops. Um, <laughs> but this is just something that just is huge for me. And, um, you know, and I know I'm in the thick of it and I'm going through it right now. And, you know, so much about my life and my business is pivoting and changing and up leveling all the time that I really just wanted to be able to share this with you, because as you know, as always, if I'm going through, it, I know that other people out there are going through going through it as well. So yeah, I just wanted to share, I guess, how I work through that. So then hopefully, you know, it can be of some inspiration to what you might be going through as well. And yeah, I've just, you know, I could, as I said, I could keep talking about this. So if you aren't already, you know, like go jump over to YouTube. So we have a YouTube channel and it's Queen Creations TV. And go subscribe because the Queen Creations TV is more about um, lifestyle vlogs. So, you know, you can see what my life is actually like and the things that I do and get up to. Um, And I think that that is a reflection on what I talk about on the podcast as well. And of course, during there, I drop in little juicy tidbits and coaching opportunities and stuff like that as well, because it's what I do. So, you know, head on over and subscribe because the more people that subscribe, obviously it builds and it grows and watch the videos and, and all that sort of fun stuff. And, you know, that sort of stuff would be really appreciative. And don't forget about the Kiss My Crown Masterclass. because so I'm so excited to be launching that so soon. My first ever class. I'm so I'm so fucking proud of it, to be honest. And, um, you know, I've built this all from scratch. So, you know, get on, support, join the wait list because then you will be the first to know when we launch. All right, my beautiful queens, I really want you to take back your power this week. Take back your power take some time and write out your manifesto, write out your story, write out your rules of how you want your life to be. Um, I want you to think limitless here, no matter how crazy it may seem. You're a millionaire. You're a multi-millionaire. I don't care what it is. Get crazy, get big, make it big so it scares you. All right. And if you want to share it, jump on the socials, jump in my inbox, jump into DMs, whatever, share it with me because I would love to hear about it. I will catch you in next week's episode and I hope you have an amazing week. Thank you so much for supporting the Kiss My Crown podcast. Now, if you want to keep in touch or up to date with all things Queen Creations, make sure to head over to the website of www.queencreationsdesign.com. It is your one-stop shop for everything to do with Queen Creations.